Welcome to the world's number one AI podcast, AI Chat. I'm your host, Jaden Schaefer. Make sure that you go to AIbox.ai, link in the show notes, to join the waitlist for our new AI platform. We're going to be launching an incredible platform that allows you to build anything you want with workflows um, in AI. So you're able to chain together ChatGPT and image generators and audio generators to make really powerful apps for your organization, or you can host them on our marketplace and actually generate royalties from them. So make sure to go to AIbox.ai and join the waitlist. In addition, if you like the podcast, if you could do me a massive favor and please leave us a review on Apple or Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcast. This helps me be able to get better guests on here as they check the reviews to see how you guys are liking it. So if you could please do that, I would really, really appreciate it. Some shocking news has recently come out about humans and our ability to detect if something was written by AI or not. And along this lines, there's also been two pieces of legislation that have just one is being proposed in the U.S. and one is just being uh, broken or is coming out in the uh, EU that directly, I think, impacts and is kind of addressing this one specific issue. Now, I, for one, if you listen to my podcast, I will say I am not typically super pro um, pro kind of regulating AI right now. I definitely think it's an area that needs to be looked at. I definitely think we need to be working on it. I would just worry that if we jumped the gun too quick, it could slow us down. So today on the podcast, um, I am going to talk about some regulation that I think actually can be helpful. I think it has some precedent and I think it has some value and is a good first step. And we're going to talk about why um, this is happening. So I think the first thing to bring up is the fact that a recent report just came out if you remember, um, I think back in April, there was a viral game on Twitter called Human or Not. And essentially, it was uh, one of the largest scale Turing tests to date. And it was just essentially assessing people's ability to determine between humans and AI bots. Essentially, in the game, you would have a two minute conversation with a bot or a human. And then you'd have to guess if it was human or not. And this resulted in over a million conversations. And, uh, you know, people's guesses were all analyzed. And the results showed that only 60% of participants correctly identified AI bots. So participants very often uh, relied on, I would say, some false assumptions there. You know, they would expect the bots to avoid um, typos or grammar mistakes or slang, despite, you know, bots being specifically trained to incorporate these features. So I think that's one way that, you know, they got them. But like, the other thing I would say is this was also, you know, 60% of uh, participants got this right, so 40% got it wrong. Um, but I think what's important is this was literally people being given like uh, a test and knowing that this was a test on AI or not. And I think that that's one thing and you'd actually get a lot higher. But if you just come across AI content out in the wild on the internet, an image or text, I think the uh, likelihood of you getting that right would be much, much lower. Now, I bring all of that up because some recent regulation that was proposed in the US essentially proposes having... Um, and this is coming from a congressman, Richie Torres from New York, Democrat. Um, and he is planning on introducing an AI Disclosure Act uh, to address the risks of generative artificial intelligence. And essentially, his proposed legislation mandates that all outputs generated by AI carry a disclosure statement saying, disclaimer, this is an output that has been generated by artificial intelligence. Now, I think that this isn't very far off as far as precedent goes. Um, his idea here is that the FTC Federal Trade Commission is going to be entrusted with the responsibility of enforcing this requirement. And, um, you know, I know I'm not a huge proponent of regulation in AI right now. I think this one actually is not bad. Um, and the reason I say that is I believe there's precedent, you know, coming from a marketing background. There was a lot of issues back in the past with um, influencers 
and they would be promoting a product or talking about something they loved and in reality it was an ad but they wouldn't tell you that and so it kind of felt like a conflict of interest where they were just you know maybe tricking people into using a product who knows if they used it or not um and so eventually that, that came out with the rule where uh, you had to do hashtag ad or you had to pretty much tell people that something was a sponsored post and you know you see this in youtube it's not like that clunky but an influencer will be like hey i love this product i would have you know, talked about it anyways, but today it's also a sponsor on the thing. So I don't know if they would have actually talked about it anyways, but you know, I do appreciate the honesty and messing around with the FTC Federal Trade Commission is not something a lot of people want to do. So I think that this, you know, putting it in the same kind of ballpark uh, here for, you know, hashtag sponsored ad or hashtag AI generated is going to be, um, is going to be a good move. I think, you know, if you just want people to know, if you don't want to worry about uh, viral content going viral where people don't know what's written by AI. I've already seen like on Twitter, in the Twitter comments, um, when people are arguing one way or another politically, uh, it's very prone for people to like start showing proof of like a person being bad and they're showing like all these AI generated images and people are arguing about them. Some people are being tricked by them. I just think it's A, obviously ridiculous. Like why does that need to exist? But B, um, you know, it is some people are using it deceitfully intentionally um, and so I do think you know making it legal that you have to uh, say this was generated by AI because essentially you know, this isn't like a meme it's not like a uh, you know a piece of artwork like people are using these to mislead people there's images that are meant to look literal or real and likewise I think it's just good to have a disclaimer on content uh, written that's generated by AI because, um, you know, if you're reading an article and it's generated by AI, you don't know if that thing's been fact-checked by humans. Maybe they have a note at the top, this was generated by AI and has been fact-checked by our experts at Healthline, blah, 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 or whatever company decides to do this. I think even that would be great. I personally wouldn't hold it against the company because I, I use AI generation for different businesses and different things I use. So obviously the tool is going to uh, proliferate into everything, but I think people do want full disclosure and people do want uh, that transparency. I think that's going to help them to make informed decisions and know how trustworthy content is. And so, yeah, personally, I'm actually all for this proposal. I think that this was a good move um, from Torres and his office. Now, do I have I read the bill? No. Did they slip sneaky things in there that might be bad or like, you know, on the face, this might look like a good idea, but there's other stuff in there? Yes. I mean, that's politics. I see that all the time from Republicans, Democrats, both sides where they'll propose a bill and there's, you know, this is the idea of the bill, but there's sneaky stuff in there. So I can't say I, I specifically, I guess, endorse this bill without reading it. But conceptually, I think that is a good concept. And so it's left to be said um, how that gets litigated and if that gets passed. But conceptually, I think that's a great idea. And um, it is interesting to say uh, that this is also a battle that is currently happening. So this is a proposal in the US, but also in the EU. Um, Google and Facebook are recently have been urged by the EU to label all of their AI generated content. You know, Google already said that they were going to be doing this um, on Google images. And so I think that this is something that uh, is going to be interesting to see. Apparently, the uh, the head of the EU, she met with Google Sundar Pichi, the CEO, um, a while ago, and she asked him if they had technology to detect fake news. And he said, yes, uh, but we're developing our technologies further. Um, I think in the EU, it would appear from the articles I've read that a lot of this debate revolves around Russia and essentially them wanting to label Russian mission, misinformation campaigns um, they're worried about with the Russian invasion of the Ukraine. 
that Russia is going to be pumping out a bunch of different, um, you know, fake news. I mean, it, you could understand, right? Russia pumps out, let's say, some images of Ukrainians doing some horrific war crimes. And, you know, all of a sudden people are saying, oh, man, Ukraine's bad. Or, I mean, this could go either way. Ukraine could be doing it against Russia. Anyone could be doing it against anyone. Um and it's bad in all ways. But in any case, um, I think that this is the big issue that they're currently kind of centering it around there. Um, I guess they're kind of in the middle of a they're in the middle of a, of a big war. And so this is kind of top of their mind for them there. Um, and I, I do think it's interesting, though, because they're, they're talking to, uh, you know, the CEO of Google and he says they have tools. Now, we all know there are a handful of tools. I wouldn't put it past Google to have more powerful or more advanced tools because it really kind of undermines their search if everyone can use AI to rank things that are not true or written by AI. So I would hope Google has some good advanced tools for detecting AI and making um, you know algorithmic adjustments based off of that. But at the same time, I am a little skeptical just because a lot of the AI detection tools I've used um, are known for uh, putting forth false positives and a lot of them are not super accurate. Like personally, um, when I want something written by AI and I don't want it to be detected, and the reason I don't want it to be detected is because I just don't want Google to algorithmically derank an article. I'm you know, trying to write it for SEO purposes is I will grab that. I will throw it through Quillbot and um, I will have Quillbot uh, rewrite it or whatever. And there's going to be a number of tools. So like if all of a sudden I saw that all of the articles on my website started getting delisted from Google search results are written by AI. Um, I would just go find a new tool. I would just respin them. What's the difference between using that and having a, a actual human go and rewrite them or respin them? I mean, okay, obviously I understand the differences, but I mean, from Google's perspective, so I think it's going to be a cat and mouse game forever. Google says they have tools that detect AI, um, but I I don't know how in depth those go. Uh, for example, I recently discovered, and this is a great ChatGPT use case, but I recently discovered that you can get ChatGPT. You can say, hey, act as a copywriter and copy my style of writing exactly. Um, you can feed it a few articles that you've written, and then you say, write an article on XYZ topic, um, and it can write an article in your style. So I think that, you know, ChatGPT says they have some things embedded in there to help you detect that that was written by AI. I think the way that they, like, put words together, they have algorithms so that you can detect that. But uh, what's to say I go train my own model, or there is a anti-AI detection model that people have created um, that you could train off of your own writing style. So I think it gets kind of gray lines and blurry there um, where like a, an article was written about a certain topic by AI, but it was copying my style and maybe I gave it like uh, five content pieces or sources or bits of information to write about. And it's like, it's it's tricky. I'll definitely say it's tricky and detecting this is going to be really hard. It's going to be cat and mouse forever. So I don't know if this is really going to be something that can be very easily enforced. And with the false positives, Right. Like if you go and say, hey, this was you know, all of a sudden the FTC starts, um, you know, finding the Wall Street Journal because they say your article is written by AI and they're because it got a false positive on something. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be a little bit hairy. And I think at the end of the day, it's kind of like um, influencers on YouTube can go and shout out a product and talk about it and pretend it's not sponsored and probably nothing will happen. But on the off chance that someone finds out or there's some controversy around it, they find out it was a sponsored post and they didn't uh, disclose it they would obviously get fined. I are, are influencers really getting fined in reality? I highly doubt. I haven't seen any big cases. I highly doubt this is a very common thing. I think it's going to be the same with AI where it's kind of a self-regulated thing. Like you should be a good person and denote if something was created by AI. Uh, enforcing it will be pretty tricky. So it's going to be interesting to see if there is actually any, um, any kind of 
credence to this, if there's going to be actually application and if this is actually uh, taken or implemented. But conceptually, I think it's a good idea um, because transparency, in my opinion, is always the best option. So this is going to be an interesting area to continue to follow. If you are looking for an innovative and creative community of people using ChatGPT, you need to join our ChatGPT creators community. I'll drop a link in the description to this podcast. We'd love to see you there where we share tips and tricks of what is working in ChatGPT. It's a lot easier than a podcast as you can see screenshots, you can share and comment on things that are currently working. So if this sounds interesting to you, check out the link in the comment. We'd love to have you in the community. Thank you for listening to the AI Chat Podcast. If you enjoyed the podcast, I'd appreciate it if you rate me wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you're looking for an innovative group of AI enthusiasts, make sure you check out our Discord channel and also our Facebook community. It's obviously a lot more interactive than a podcast where we can actually share software tools, prompts that we're using in everyday AI. I'll leave a link for those in the description below.